You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Jamil Damji on the call, and we're going to really do some uh, inf- interesting conversations, but I really want to make sure that we have your con- your information and contact information, everything right up front, because you have a podcast that I think a lot of people, especially starting in real estate investing, should really consider checking out because it's called Wholesale Hotline, and you really focus on that wholesaling. And I know everybody who gets started in real estate investing, they get starry-eyed and they that's the first thing they tackle is wholesaling. So I really right. appreciate your time. But uh, you also have a lot of other things going on, including masterminds and 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 everything else. So is there anything anywhere else that they can kind of find all of your links and where they can connect with you the best? Absolutely. Thank you, JD, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, so you can find me at my Instagram. It's at J-D-A-M-J-I. So it's at J-Damji. Also go to youtube.com slash Jamil Damji. That's spelled J-A-M-I-L-D-A-M-J-I. And uh, pretty much my you, my um, uh, link tree on my Instagram will have links to my coaching platform, which is called Astro Flipping. You can also check us out on our podcast, Wholesale Hotline, which is uh, a, a podcast I do with Brent Daniels and Pace Morby and myself. We do it every Monday night at uh, 5 p.m. Arizona time, 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central, 7 if you're on the East. <laughs> and it is uh, an amazing, amazing show. Uh, fastest growing podcast on uh, wholesale real estate. And uh, we we give as much value as we can on a weekly basis on that show. So I'd love for anyone who's watching this to check us out. Well, you're pretty daring to do it live like that. I haven't had the uh, I, I haven't had the courage to to do that yet. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you the 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 joy of wholesale hotline is the interaction with the audience. And so right. we take questions out of the comment section and then answer them live on the call. And really, because all three of us have been in the business so long and we've got a lot of experience to share, it's uh, it allows for a dynamic opportunity to engage and it gives access, right? I mean, uh, the thing is, is all of us uh, know that you know, coaching, if you're especially if you do it on a at a high level, it 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 it's not free, but mm-hmm. we we want to be able to deliver to the community uh, an opportunity to connect with us, to engage with us, and have access to us and ask any question they could possibly want in a free forum. And so you can imagine we have uh, a tremendous audience. The numbers are staggering. You know, we, we get on average 20,000 views every week on the on each episode. And so we see that there's a, a, a lot of value. There's a lot of people gaining a lot of value from it. And because of that, and because of that interactive and the dynamic aspect of the show, it's become popular and successful. And we've only been at it a year. Actually, just did our 52nd episode last week. Sure. No, you know, and and I'm going to spill the beans here, but you just brought up, <clears throat> excuse me, the part of what we I mentioned uh, early on that we I kind of went through a branding change here for this podcast, and 
And this is kind of a sneak peek of something that is going to be coming for this show is that the mastermind part of, of this, of this show is going to be hopefully having people on like you and one of those people that are listening to my show and we can have a mini mastermind with them and help them improve their business. Beautiful. That's a fantastic idea. And I think it's definitely needed in the industry. So I, I congratulate you on that, JD. That's a great, great idea. So um, let's start at the beginning. Like, how did you get into this? Let's, I mean, everybody's story is different and it's always fascinating to hear. So uh, mine is an interesting one. I got involved in wholesale real estate in 2002 and uh, I learned it from no one. So I actually <laughs> thought I invented it. I, I, I truly did. I thought I invented the model. In 2002, I was living in Canada, Calgary, Alberta, uh, Canada to be exact. And um, I uh, was in the internet space. So I was, I was in the, the early stages of the internet. We were, our, our, the business I was in at the time, we'd call people in the yellow pages and we'd convince them that the world was moving away from print advertising and moving on to the internet. Sure. And if they were smart, they would build a website with us that cost $600 and uh, they would go online and their businesses would explode and life would be great. Problem was, is then that business, every one of those websites that I sold for $600 ultimately cost us $700 to make. So every time I made a sale, I lost a hundred bucks. Hmm. Didn't realize that until we were out of business, but that's what uh, cash flow and, and the whole cup game will do to you when you're an entrepreneur. So know your numbers, first off. Secondly, what it did do is give me an opportunity to learn about uh, or to embark on this path or journey of wholesale. I was at my business office and walking by my business partner's office, overheard, overheard a conversation he was having with his dad. And his dad is a home builder. And he's uh, talking about this deal they're working on where they knocked down this old house and they built a duplex. And after selling the duplex, they made $160,000. Now you can imagine I'm, I'm, I'm losing $100 every time I have a sale. And so I listen, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what these guys are talking about. And they're not having it. They don't want me involved in the conversation because I don't bring any money to the table. I don't bring anything really of value to the table in their eyes at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I hear that there's this need, there's this need for this type of property. They're looking for a house that's on a 50 by 120 foot square, 120 foot lot zoned R2 in the inner city of Calgary, Alberta. And they want to know, um, you know, they want to buy that. They need that in order to do another project. They need more of these infill lots. The next day I'm walking my dog and I live in the inner city and I actually live in a, in a bungalow and I live near these, all, every house on my street uh, is one of these 50 by 120 foot R2 lots. And I had actually tried to rent one of these three houses down from the one I was currently living in. So when I'm walking my dog, I walk by this for rent sign of this house. I actually had tried to rent three months prior, but it was $200 out of my budget. So I couldn't afford it. House is still for rent three mm -hmm. months later. So I call and I, and I ask if the person on the other line would be interested in selling instead of renting. And the answer was, yeah, if the number was right. And then I asked her, okay, well, what's that number? What's the right number for you? She said 350,000. And so I immediately go back to my business partner and I ask him, what is your dad going to pay for one of these lots in this area? 400 all day. Hmm. So now I have a $50,000 problem to solve, right? right? I have no money. I have no capacity to buy this house. 
I don't know how this man can can buy it from me. I don't know what to do. I really don't know how to make this transaction happen. And so I do what I know how to do. I pick up the phone book and I start calling lawyers. And that's how property is conveyed in, in Canada through real estate attorneys. And I go all the way down the list and I get to S. And not just S, the beginning of S, but ST. Because the, <laughs> the attorney who answered the phone was David Steed, S-T-E-E-D. He was so new that he didn't have a secretary answering his phone yet. Just past the bar, first year in the Yellow Pages, uh, happy that his phone was ringing. And um, I call and I just lay into it. I say, here's my problem. I have a property that I can sell for $400,000 that I can buy for $350,000 that I have no money to acquire. Is there anything I can do? And he explains this process to me of what I now, where we all call wholesaling. And mm -hmm. it's essentially um, selling potential, selling my control of that potential. That's mm -hmm. it. And it doesn't require me to buy the house, take title to the house. I'm All I'm doing is selling the opportunity mm -hmm. through, through, through the means of a contract. And he shows me exactly what I do. He says, I'm going to email you a contract. You're going to print that out and you're going to print it out twice. In one of them, you're going to be the buyer. And on the other one, you're going to be the seller. And when you're the buyer, just make sure you write your name and or assignee. Bring those contracts to me once they're fully executed. And in a few weeks, I'll have a check for you. And that's what happened. So my first deal happened on accident. I make $50,000 minus legal costs. And I am floored, right? Because I come from a very, very um, limited background. My, my parents were both blue collar workers. You know, my mom, uh, she was data entry and then worked in a, in a meat packing factory. My dad, uh, truck stop, you know, we, we definitely struggled. And, but I have, a, you know, amazing, I had an amazing childhood. But I'm, this kind of money is brand new to me. Right. I, I, I never made anything like that. And I'm hooked. I'm hooked from that point forward. And I decide to do this all day, every day. So I leave mm -hmm. the Internet company behind and uh, I start driving around. I start looking for rent signs. I pick up the newspaper every day and I look in the classified section and I'm calling for rents. And and lo and behold, I'm, I'm able to do more and more and more of these transactions. And then all of a sudden I see that they, that these developers are taking these apartment buildings and they're flipping them from apartment buildings into condominiums. And I realized that in order for these projects to happen, they need raw materials. They need these old houses. They need these old apartment buildings. So I start driving around to apartment buildings that have handwritten for rent signs on them. I know they're self-managed when that's the case. And I start calling these landlords and I ask them if they'd be interested in selling their buildings. And, you know, one out of every 50 of them would say yes. And Oddly enough, when I flipped an apartment building, I made a hundred grand. And, mm -hmm. and so I amassed a, 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 good, a good war chest that ultimately became my demise. Because like every wholesaler, you think that wholesaling is your starting. It's, it's where you go, but it's not where you want to live. It's not where you want to stay. Mm -hmm. I, wanted, I had other dreams. I wanted to be a developer. I wanted to, I wanted to have a title that, was, that had some, some you know, pride behind it. I, I, you know, I didn't even know what a wholesaler was. It, didn't, it had no name. I, I thought it was a prospector. I didn't even know. I was in real estate. That's, you know, in Canada, especially, especially in 2002, they didn't, they, there was no such thing as wholesaling. I'd never heard of it. And so I wanted to be a developer. So I took all of the cash we made 
And I went and, and closed on four of these apartment buildings that I had prospected on. <coughs> Excuse me. Went from flipping the contracts to taking them down. And ultimately 2008 happened and uh, I, lose my, I lose my shirt. And not only that, but I had my, my parents co-sign on those construction loans with me. And uh, I ended up uh, not only making myself homeless, but also my mom and dad. <coughs> Sorry about that. That was really tough. That was a real tough time in my life. And um, we all ended up moving uh, into a two bedroom apartment. My mom, my dad, my sister, my niece, our 150 pound dog, her husband, the cat and I in two bedroom, one bath. And I couldn't believe that we had gotten to the heights we had gotten to. And I was sitting there in that situation and I devastated my family like that. And so that was my first rodeo. Hmm. Wow. A lot of lessons learned, huh? Yes, sir. So, you know, I, I, one of the things that I think is really interesting is that, um, and, uh, you, you talked about kind of trying to turn this into something else. Like, I think it's interesting how we see wholesaling as like the beginning of real estate investing. But I mean, if you're good at it, I mean, why wouldn't you stay there? I mean, that's what you know. Right. That's what you like. That's what you're, you're good at. Um, if so, why why delve into too much else? I mean, there's a lot to be said for focus. I 100% agree. This time around, I did it differently. So I got, you know, I, I'll, I'll fast forward through, you know, 2008 to 2012. But uh, the long and short of it is I moved to Hollywood, tried to become a stand-up comedian, didn't work out. And um, that's why I'm not on the podcast right now talking about comedy. I'm here talking about real estate. But what ends up happening is I get drawn back into real estate in 2012 uh, because the market is where it is, right? There's so much opportunity. And I'm in LA looking at Phoenix and I see that you can buy a condominium in Phoenix for 30,000 bucks and it rents for $850. You know, that kind of return just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. If I, if I went on, if I ever advertised Give me 30 grand, I'll give you $850 a month. The SEC would be at my door calling me a Ponzi scheme that fast because that kind of return doesn't exist or easily, right? Mm -hmm. Here it is guaranteed through rents and secured by, by a deed. A $30,000 investment can get me $850 a month in rent. I'm, 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 I, I can't believe it. I'm mesmerized. And so <clears throat> I've turned my focus back and this time I begin with the end in mind. And this time the end is not becoming a hotshot real estate developer. It's building a national wholesaling operation that is allows me to do a deal in every major city across the United States. That was my goal. And I started with the end in mind. When I started Keegley, which is the wholesale business that I now run, mm -hmm. we began in Phoenix, Arizona. We very quickly scaled. We, you know, on average, our corporate store does anywhere between 60 to 80 transactions a month. That's a month. And uh, when I say that to people, their heads explode. How do you do that many deals? What's your marketing expense? And I'll tell you what it is. Zero. I don't spend any money on marketing. We're a business to business wholesaler. Now, what happened is I saw there was a need in the business model. You see, what was happening is a lot of educators were teaching people how to lock up deals, but they weren't showing them how to comp those deals, how to understand where they need to be 
valued at. And they also weren't showing them how to sell them. And so what would ultimately be happening, and I think why wholesaling has had a little bit of a the, the black eye that it's had in the, in, in the last you know, few years is because sellers are so disappointed when they get strung along, when they get canceled on, when, when deals don't come to fruit or, or close as, as promised, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the issue. And when you see that, that wholesaling is truly just speculation and wildcatting at its finest, it's hustle. It's a hustle. It's, it's truly a hustle, right? You're hustling out there. You're, you're, you're trying to find motivated sellers. You're trying to find cash buyers. You're trying to connect the two and you're, and you're wanting to make a profit for the effort. And I think it's beautiful, but it's also dangerous because when you're writing a contract to purchase a property and you don't have the means to actually close, that puts you in a pickle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puts you in a pickle. So what we do here at Keegley is we provide disposition services to wholesalers. And so when you are a wholesaler and you have a contract and you have no buyer, you bring that contract to Keegley and one either my corporate store or one of the 180 franchises that we have across the United States will help you out. Sure. Wow. So, you know, you, you talked about doing the hustle, but I mean, even early on, you were even, you talked about, it takes a lot of internal fortitude, if you will, to do what you were doing. And I really wanted to call out and slow things down here for a second, because you talked about making 50 calls to find that one deal deal early on. And I don't really think that a lot of people who have been sold the concept of wholesaling, because whether it's through some fly-by-night group that comes in into their town and, and does the weekend spiel, right? Or they see get-rich-quick schemes on, on Facebook or, or scrolling through ads. I don't, I, I really wanted to take a second and call that out because what you're talking about is a lot of work, but the reward is also there. And, and I, I really, I don't like to, I don't want to paint it to be as rosy as some people think it is. Right. There's a lot of work to be had. And if you're willing to do the work, the reward is there, but there's a lot of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if I, if, if you could see my background or what I can see, not my, you know, what my eyes can see right now, my, my team is all out there hustling. They're all out there on the phones, making calls, talking to sellers, talking to buyers, talking to wholesalers, talking to realtors, building buyers lists, transaction coordinating. It's a, it, it is a lot, you know, nothing is easy. Nothing right. is easy. Right. And I, and I, and I truly believe that everything you do in life is a product of your effort, right? You get what you give always. Right. Right. So if you, if you, if you think that coming into wholesaling is going to be this walk in the park, this magical money printing machine that's going to be automated for you, like some guys like to say you can do, or you know, set it and forget it kind of thing. I'm sorry, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You have to work. And if you tune into Wholesale Hotline, that's the show we talked about earlier on in the episode here, uh, the, that, that podcast that I do with Brent Daniels and Pace Morby every Monday, we talk about the realities of the business, what it is, how do you lead generate? How do you convert sellers into contracts? And then how do you disposition those deals? And that's the three elements that we bring every week to that show is, is talking about the minutiae of lead generation, converting sellers into contracts, and then dispositioning those deals for a check. Right. 
No. So one thing that I wanted to chat a little bit about with you is the, you said it's business to business wholesaling. What do you mean by that? Great question. So the prospector, the, the typical wholesaler that a lot of people will envision when we say wholesaler is the wolf of wall street, belly to belly with a seller, you know, going in and, and, you know, wholesaling has also had this, this interesting dilemma in that where, where people are like, it's stealing equity. I don't, I don't buy that. Okay. First things first, every one of these houses that we go after is in terrible shape, mm-hmm. terrible shape, non-financeable. Only person who could buy this is a cash buyer. It needs to be somebody that with the financial means to take a risk on this, on this situation. And the value of this property is not realized until a financial risk is taken. And so what we do in wholesaling is typically, or what your idea, what maybe some of your viewers' idea is, is that you're out there sending mail, putting out bandit signs, cold calling or texting or doing whatever the lead generation technique you're doing to get in front of motivated sellers to then negotiate a deal, put the deal under contract, and then sell the contract to a cash buyer. The myth that's been spouted by many gurus is that if you contract it, they'll come. Mm -hmm. That is a lie. That is a bold faith lie. Because I've seen dozens and dozens, hundreds, thousands of sellers get let down. Thousands of wholesalers quit the business because they felt let down because they spent money on a course that told them that and then they go talk to a seller and they get something under contract and they and they and then they have to cancel that contract and everybody's angry or they lose money in earnest deposit something bad happens and they say I'm not doing this I'm not cut out for this this is just too much emotion for me so what i mean when we say a business to business wholesaler is so so say you're that guy say you're that person that's doing the cold calling that's doing the mail or doing whatever it is that you're doing to get the deal under contract First things first, how do you know you got the number right? Mm-hmm. I walked into a room the other day and there was a mastermind full of real estate investors. And I asked them all, how many of you are licensed re- real estate agents? And the majority of the room put their hand up. And then I said, how many of you were taught how to comp in licensing school? And every one of those agents put their hand out. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. So if we're giving the title to an agent as a fiduciary, you give the you give the ti- you give the title, you put the label on an agent, you're a fiduciary, and they don't understand how to understand value, then how are they supposed to be liable for what happens in a transaction? How? When they don't even know what it's supposed to be worth. They don't even know how to figure that out. And so what we've done is we help these wholesalers first understand value. Mm-hmm. right? Really understand what houses are worth and what it's going to take to get this raw material from here to there. And then we bring to the table. So the reason why we're business to business is these are businesses, these, these wildcatters, these bird dogs, these wholesalers are businesses that need another business. Mm-hmm. And so we bring to the table a rehabber, a buy and hold investor, a portfolio owner, a hedge fund, whatever it is, the exit will be in that deal. We bring them to the table and we pair the two together for our fee. So we're business to business wholesaling, meaning I don't spend any money for my marketing because I don't have to get belly to belly with a seller. I'm working with wholesalers and realtors for the most part. 
And on the other side of the equation where my buyer is, those are all cash investors looking for a curated, aggregated place they can come and look for opportunities that make sense to them. Right. You know, that's, that's something that I think is really interesting. And you're one of the f- first people, frankly, that have been on the show to be uh, upfront about that because we have, I actually have been pushing for a long time the concept that as much as you work to find that lead and opportunity, you almost have to put an equivalent amount of work into finding where you're going to sell it. That concept, like you said, that you find the deal and the money will come is, is, is a myth. And in fact, I think that some, like you said, gurus, quote unquote gurus will use it as an excuse because I've actually heard some gurus say, well, uh, if you didn't find a, a buyer for that, you didn't get it at the right price. You know, to push it back on the student as if it was the student's fault. So unfair, so wrong. You A, should have been teaching the student how to get it at the right price and so how to understand what the price was right or to walk away from the situation because don't go contracting a house that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And B, you should be honest with them and say to them, now the second part of the job is coming. You got to find the money. Right. And I have seen so many great wholesale deals canceled because of no buyer. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. And because of that, because of that reality, what I, what we did was uh, we created this company where our fortitude is on building buyers lists. So if you ever came to see my office here in Tempe, Arizona, you'd see that I've got a hundred person staff and half of them are, are building buyers lists. A quarter of them are in systems and operations and a quarter of them are buyer specialists working with my buyers so -hmm. that we can match the appropriate property to the appropriate buyer. That's it. Yeah. No, that's that's really telling. I mean, that's that shows how important it is to establish that buyer's list. So 100%. You you mentioned the concept of, you know, uh that's another misconception, especially and I think this is something that I I'm hoping you can chat about a little bit is you mentioned the the phrase stealing equity. And that, uh, and I've even heard that you know some wholesalers are seen as predatory. But frankly, I think that it's something that a mindset. If if somebody's getting into wholesaling for the first time, they really have to get right with themselves on the fact that you're not stealing equity. You're providing a solution, and that you and you need to see it as such. Talk a little bit about how to get the people's mindset right. So you don't feel apologetic for what you're trying to do. I mean, you're usually helping somebody out of a pretty bad situation in one way, shape, or form. Always. Look, I was in the situation myself. Mm -hmm. I had my house foreclosed on. I had my mom and dad's house foreclosed on. We went through that and had a wholesaler come by and said, hey, don't allow the bank to take it. Let me give you an opportunity to walk with some cash. I would have been so thankful for that, but nobody came. Mm-hmm. No one came. And the bank took both properties and they never sent me a check. They never sent us a check. No. They kept it. 
They took the house back. They resold it. They did what they did and they kept the money. And so what are we doing as wholesalers? We are absolutely providing a, a solution. And guys, here's the thing. I'm not going after a pretty house. I, I look behind you and I can tell you live in a beautiful home. You've got your guitars up on the, on the wall. You've got your headphones up on the wall. You, you have beautiful paint there. I'm sure the rest of your house is gorgeous. I would never buy your home. This isn't, your home is not a deal for me, right? Mm -hmm. What am I looking for? I'm looking for situations where there's distress, deferred maintenance, hoarder houses, you know, probate situations where somebody died and, and the inheritors don't want the property any longer. There's, there's just too much deferred maintenance there or, or um, tax violate, tight tax liens and code violations and fire damage and you know, flood and this is mold. This is what I want. These are the deals I want. And if you come to me with a house that's gorgeous, that just needs to be listed on the MLS, I'm not going to give you a low ball offer. Why? Because the value has been realized. Right. The value has been realized. You now need to trade on the open market. There you go. Fair enough. However, when I'm going to a homeowner, that situation where this house is in terrible shape and this seller has no money to fix it, and they have a situation in life that requires them to have some cash. I can provide an opportunity to them. I can provide an opportunity by bringing a cash solution to the table, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm doing. I'm bringing a cash solution to the table. Look, writing a check is taking a risk. And I shouldn't have to take a risk for nothing. And that's why if you're a wholesaler and you're thinking, I'm lowballing people, always remember that what you're doing, and when, we're, when we talk about the concept ARV, it's after repair value. Mm -hmm. After repair requires financial investment and risk. And that's how you realize the value. So that right. equity doesn't happen until the financial risk is done. And what we do as wholesalers is we sell a portion of that potential to somebody else to realize. That's it. I see, I see potential in this property. Right now, it's a pile of turd, but with investment, with risk, it can be something different. I see there's this much potential in the house. I will sell that potential for this much. Mm -hmm. That's what wholesaling is. So if you have a problem with that, then, then you don't understand how business is done. Let me give this to you in an even easier way to think about. The hamburger patty that McDonald's sold me for lunch cost them 10 cents. Yep. I paid five bucks for my Big Mac. It went through multiple channels where value was added to the hamburger patty before it went into my belly, right? Mm -hmm. Is it predatory that McDonald's charges me $5 for a Big Mac? No, it's business. Why? Because that's their risk. They have to buy the, they have to raise the cow. They got to butcher the cow. They got to grind the meat. They've got to package it. They've got to store it. They've got to transport they got to transport it. They got to build these stores. They got to house those stores. They've got to cook the meat. They've got to take all of this risk and do all of this worth be work before that $5 Big Mac is realized. So don't lose sleep over the fact that the burger patty cost 10 cents at one point. Value was added along the way. Mm -hmm. So any wholesaler out there right now that's having an issue thinking they're lowballing people, you A, don't understand what you should actually be offering because you should be offering 100% of as-is value. Should never be lowballing anybody. Give 100% of as-is value, but as-is value is as-is. This is what this house is worth in the piece of turd si situation it's in. 
Mm -hmm. Once I make a financial risk, and once I do that, new new value is realized, but that's not here. That's not at this point of the conveyor belt. Right. That's it. Well, I, this is, this has been an awesome conversation. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I, but before I'm, I, before I let you go, you know, and I, I realize that we're, we're inching over the time I told you it was going to be, Oh no worries. and I have a feeling we could go for that amount of time again. Right. Could you give our listeners three actionable items that they can incorporate today to get started in wholesaling? 100% I can. First things first, you need to find a motivated seller, right? So where are you going to f- look at places for motivated sellers if you have no money? What are some amazing lead lists to look at? Well, <clears throat> I would start with landlords because that's where I got my first deal from. So go to your Zillow.com rental section and start looking at listings for rentals. See what is self-managed. And you'll know it's self-managed because it's managed by a guy named Doug or a lady named Amy. It's not a real estate company. It's a dude or a lady. You call them up and you say, are you interested in selling this property that you have for rent? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say no. But the next thing you say is, no problem. And I understand you don't want to sell this one, but do you have any headaches? Do you have any headache properties that I could take off your hands? Any tenants that are damaging your properties or not paying you rent? I love to buy the headaches. What will happen is you'll start seeing opportunities there. So that's where you can find your leads. All right. Mm -hmm. So I just showed you exactly what you can do to go find a deal. That's I'm cool, people. I'm going to tell you where you can sell your deal now. All right. How do you find mm-hmm. a buyer that's going to take your deal right now? How do you do that? Well, what I like to do is I comb the MLS every single day. And if you don't have access to MLS because you're not a realtor, go to realtor.com. It's live feed. You go to realtor.com and you see what houses have been listed today that appear to be a flip. Okay. What do I mean by appear to be a flip? Well, you look at the pictures. Is it mm-hmm. a brand new, beautiful house? And does the closet have clothes in it? If the closet has no clothes in it, I get you. I bet you it's a flip property. Mm-hmm. What you do is you call the realtor who listed it because that realtor represents rehabbers. You call that realtor and you say, Mr. or Miss Agent, I have an opportunity that your seller that you just listed a property for wants to buy. Here's the deal. Here's the numbers. This is my price. Where would you like the contract? Mm-hmm. Not kidding, you guys. I just taught you exactly how to connect the dots between finding a deal and finding a buyer. <coughs> and I didn't charge you $40,000 to do it. Well, this, this has been a fantastic conversation and I hope we can do this again. I think we like, could go down many, many roads here. And uh, again, just to remind everybody, Wholesaling Hotline is the podcast. If if we haven't sold you on joining you and your team on that podcast by the end of this show, I don't know what's going to do it. I mean, the, head over the, to that. Key Glee is the is the business opportunity. I mean, you you it sounds like you have you could definitely help people uh, get rid of some of those contracts if they have a few. I mean, uh, so don't sit on something if yep. you feel like. And I'm sure you need some runway there. So make sure you you call them early and often. Um, And then I will make sure to include all of these links in the show notes. But I I can't thank you enough. This has been a great conversation. Thank you, JD. I appreciate it. But you did ask for three, so I'm going to leave you with one more. 
Okay. The last actionable item, guys, that I want to leave you with is that your life right now is a reflection of how you think and how you feel. So if your life right now isn't what you want it to be, then I would say that you need to start checking what's going on in your thoughts and what's in your heart. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, because we're all divine. Every one of us has this beautiful gift of what we provide this world and what we can do for ourselves. And everybody's entitled to a magical life. A lot of us don't get it because we think like wrong and we feel wrong, right? And so if you can, if you can just figure that out, and if you can figure out how to master that, everything else will follow. And I don't think I can add anything better to that. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you again so much. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.